0: So today we're going to continue our Holy Spirit series titled Fresh Wind, and I'm excited to continue this today. Uh, Last week I mentioned many of us are faced with situations throughout our lives that I think we could tackle differently and with greater spiritual authority and power if we took the teachings of Holy Spirit and put them into practice in our lives. Let me say it again. Many of us are faced with situations throughout our lives that I think we could tackle differently and with greater spiritual authority and power if we took the teachings of Holy Spirit and put them into practice in our lives. This season, my prayer is that we'd allow the Spirit to ignite something new within us. That's my prayer. As I was preparing for this morning, the Lord revealed the passage, John 16, verse 7. And it says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Let me say it again. Uh, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. Think about that. Jesus is saying that it's to our advantage that he actually go away. He ascend into heaven. To our advantage, I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. The Holy Spirit will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. This truth and words from Christ shook me. Jesus knew and teaches us that he had to ascend to heaven in order for greater glory to be accomplished by those who love him. The disciples probably had nothing, or at least they had very little. Think about these disciples that Jesus discipled, but also he left behind, quote unquote. They were the ones, they had the whole world to accomplish, to take over. They'd actually given up their possessions to follow Jesus and more, yet through God, yet through them, God will use them to spread good news. God actually used them to touch the entire world, as we know but they had nothing. They actually had less than we do. Think about that. Here, go get the whole world saved. Preach the gospel everywhere with nothing. Imagine that. Yet through them, God used them to spread the good news that Jesus is alive. This good news is what we carry and share today, right here in our local church. Do you know that that appointment that we see in, uh, at the end of Luke that I'll read in a little bit, that appointment of Jesus to the disciples, that actually carries forward to all of us here today. So today we ask again the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit would come and ignite something new once again in our lives. Last week we watched a video clip that asked the question, who is the Holy Spirit? Today we will watch a clip that shares what the Holy Spirit does. So if you could play that in the back, that'd be great.
1: I want to talk to you about what the Holy Spirit does. What does the person of the Holy Spirit do? Uh, The scriptures outline quite a long list. I've just got seven here. The Holy Spirit magnifies Jesus draws people to Christ, convicts the world of sin, dwells, seals, and guides believers. He calls, equips, and anoints leaders. He provides spiritual gifts to the church, and he empowers believers for service and witness." The person of the Holy Spirit is working to continue the ministry of Jesus Christ in the world today. I'm sure you know this scripture from John 14, 12. Jesus promised, you will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. What does that mean? He's going to the Father ascending, but then he promised that he would pour out the Holy Spirit. Why? Why? so that we could experience his power to continue his ministry in the world today. We see it in history over the last 2,000 years, Jesus continuing his ministry through his church. How? In the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what God wants to do today through the person of the Holy Spirit. He wants to empower you and empower me by his Holy Spirit. Jesus gives clear instructions uh, before he ascends to heaven about the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, he says in one of these passages, I give you this command. That's pretty strong. Look at this in Acts 1, 5, and 6. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift My Father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. We see it a few verses later in the same chapter. Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the very ends of the earth. At the end of Luke's account of the gospel, chapter 24, verse 48, Jesus says, you are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send to you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Jesus clearly instructs believers to wait for something that he has for us through the person and power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus calls us to pursue him, to baptize us, empower us, overflow our lives with the person of the Holy Spirit. Well, a few human illustrations. Uh, My dad lives out in the country and uh, they have a, a, a little, wee, artificial pond. It's it's real water, but it's man-made, and they have goldfish in the pond. And, and there's a pump, a fountain uh, in that pond that shoots up uh, the water bubbles and you hear the trickling water. But then they have an irrigation system for a bit of acreage, uh, the grass, uh, the lawns on their property. And the water goes out in those hoses and springs up and and feeds the grass. It's, it's always green. It's always growing. It's those two pictures that we see in John's Gospel, chapter 4, when Jesus is talking to the, the woman at the well and says, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. It's like the pond that I mentioned. When we receive the person of the Holy Spirit, he dwells within us like that pond, like that fountain, and we receive life within us, abundant life now, eternal life tomorrow. But then in John 7, he says at the feast. Anybody who comes to me believes in me out of his inner being will overflow rivers of living water. And it's like that irrigation system that goes out and waters the grass at my dad's house. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When we receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us for eternal life and life today. But when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, Jesus overflows the Holy Spirit and his power out of our lives to other people. The ministry of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus overflowing out of our lives to other people. Maybe one more illustration about how this works. Uh, I have a furnace at home. Maybe you do too. And there is a pilot light in that furnace that is always on, 24-7, 365 days a year. But you know when uh, the temperature changes, the thermostat clicks on and gas fills the chamber, and that pilot light ignites the gas and the fan shoots it through your entire house. It's really a picture of what Jesus wants to do in the power of the Holy Spirit. Each one of us has the Holy Spirit within us, like a fire that is alive inside of us. All of us have that as Christians, that fire inside of us. But there's something that Jesus wants to ignite, to see that fire overflow out of our lives see the ministry, the powerful ministry of Jesus touch other people's lives. And so I want to encourage you to pursue Jesus, to take that Holy Spirit fire and ignite it into a blaze that goes beyond your life. That's a picture of spirit baptism.
0: Amen. What a great job. So today we will keep going. Uh, We'll keep going from our text last week to learn about the coming of Holy Spirit. So we're doing these videos just to give us some background, some teaching on the Holy Spirit. But I'm going through the scriptures leading into Pentecost. Pastor Chris is helping me. He's not just wandering around in case you're concerned. So today we'll keep going from our text. Uh, My goal is to give us knowledge of the events and circumstances leading to the Holy Spirit coming. Also, my hope is that we come to a personal revelation that these disciples that Jesus was with at the end of his days on earth and the ones that he instructed to stay in Jerusalem and to wait, these disciples were much like us. They were. We need the Holy Spirit to come, fill us, so that we can walk in the power of the Spirit in every aspect of our lives, just as Pastor Dave said in the video, that we would be ignited by the Spirit to be obedient to what God is calling us to do. Our text today is from Luke chapter 24, the words will be on the screen, and you can read along if you have your uh, the Bible with you in your hand. Verse 36 says, As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why Are you troubled? And why do, you, why do doubts arise in your heart? So Jesus just like, poof, appears. Pastor Andy's son uh, likes to scare us, right? In the mornings, boo. You know, Matt, it's, it's Sometimes it's kind of scary, right? I scared him today. I didn't even intend to. <laughs> just like Jesus, right? Poof, he appears. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. Verse 38, and he said to them, why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it, is, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. What a great lesson. Verse 40, and when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet, and while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, have you anything here to eat? Verse 42, They gave him a piece of broiled fish. They were northerners. And he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So church, there's two things we must emphasize when talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit today, you heard me. You've heard me say it before, but I'm going to say it again. There's two things. First off, we must be filled with power. God, actually, the Holy Spirit fills us with power so that we can do things, so we can uh, man, the Spirit can be manifested around us. And this, so, the first part is power. We must be filled with God's power. The second part is witness. He fills us so that we can be a witness to Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. I was reminded just this last week when thinking about the difficult circumstances. How many of you have faced difficult circumstances in your life? I was reminded just these last few days when thinking about difficult circumstances. It's not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit, says the Lord. I was actually thinking about that. I wanted to follow up last week, guys, for prayer because we'd applied for some funding for summer students. We didn't get that funding we were denied that and I was thinking okay God well what now what now and that voice of the spirit saying to me not by might not by power but by the spirit says the Lord God knows the end from the beginning he has great plans for us it's not just a nice thought it's the truth it's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Whatever obstacle you're facing, whatever challenge you are dealing with, whatever pain you've been experiencing, God will work through life's challenges, bring us out the other side, and he will get all the glory that's due to his name. That's how it works. God is powerful. You believe it today. God is powerful. He will work through us. God's spirit wants to reveal himself to all of humanity, so that's why he works through us to be his witness in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. You and I are here today because people believed in faith from those early disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, and now it's at the ends of the earth. This feels like the ends of the earth if you started in Jerusalem, right? Our first thought today is this, Jesus commissions. Jesus commissions. Jesus commissions. Just like then, today we are called to share the message of Jesus and share in the experience of the Spirit of God through Holy Spirit. I've I've always felt a real connection with the disciples. There was no fame or fortune attached to their circumstances, at least from what we read in Scripture. They didn't carry possessions or posses or crews with them. It was just, they were just normal people. They seemed like very ordinary people facing ordinary challenges just like you and i would today but these disciples however in some ways had the odds stacked against them their mandate from jesus was to share the message of redemption found in jesus with the entire world with the entire world imagine that i wouldn't even know where to start a work like that if there was 10 of us plus me together and we were like, one of us got hung or something, so that would be a bad start, but that's what happened to them. So if We were sitting there saying, all right, we got to tell this story of Jesus and his redemption with the entire world. Where would we begin? One commentator wrote, he recommissions this, this, the disciples with the task of proclaiming repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Let me say it again. He recommissions the disciples with the task of proclaiming repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Before starting this work, Jesus instructs them to wait in the city until Holy Spirit, the helper, comes. That's why I felt it important that the Spirit was instructing even us today to wait. Sometimes the Lord Jesus instructs us to wait. It's a reminder for us today that there's actually beauty in waiting. Think about that. There's actually beauty in waiting. Why why would, Pastor, why would he ask us to wait? Why should we be patient? Well, sometimes the Lord Jesus instructs us to wait so he can continue his preparation. I was actually thinking this morning, when I was in uh, university, a Bible school, some, not a lot of the people I went to school with, funny, you go to a, a Bible school, but not a lot of the people I was in school with were training to be pastors. It's kind of funny. Like, some of us were, but some people were just doing history degrees or English. I don't get that degree, English. Like, what do you do with that? You, we're already speaking. Sorry, don't get me. Sorry, that's a rabbit hole. If you have an English degree, I apologize. Someone, I'm sure, in here does. If you're a teacher, it makes sense. Otherwise, I just don't know. You're probably correcting my grammar every week if you're an English major. I'm in trouble. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. But I was in Bible school, so there's these... I had had a few friends, and and people would be weeded out over the years. I don't know if this happened in maybe the school you went to where you start in a, a degree program, and then after the first year, some drop away, like half or more, or the first month maybe, depending on what you're doing. And uh, so by the end of, like, year two, year three, it really whittled it down to, you know, some people. So by, the year, by year three or whatever, I, the most of the people I was left with, I was like, okay, they're actually going to be pastors. You know, we're actually working together here. And I remember some of them were so, man, some of them were so passionate. And oh, I love the passion. But I look back and I think, why were we so, like, Impatient. Sometimes the Lord Jesus instructs us to wait so he can continue his preparation. Think of my friends I went to school with. I think some of us needed to wait so that Jesus could continue through the power of the Spirit his preparation. Maybe so that we can be formed in a greater capacity to what he is calling us to. Maybe the Lord Jesus wants To work on us before he unveils or releases what's to come. I love how these disciples waited. Really not knowing what was next. I would think that none of them would have thought in uh, uh, so many days, uh, the Holy Spirit's going to come in tongues of fire. That's what's going to happen. Pretty sure they wouldn't have said that, right? But they waited. They took the word that was given to them by the Lord Jesus and waited. I think you would agree with me, but most of us in just about every area of our lives are completely impatient, right? No matter what it is, my kids, they sit in the vehicle, go, at the stoplight, go, go. I know. I actually believe that's what holds many of us back to a deeper relationship with Jesus is simply that we are impatient. How many of you know a little bit more about Jesus than you did 10 years ago? Anybody? There's not to be a lot, but a little bit, right? Me too. what holds us back we're so impatient why can't we just wait wait for the spirit of god to come whether it's in our lives for our church whatever that is that may be hard to hear but it's what i've seen in our lives we are so impatient As a pastor over the years, people have come and told me what God's calling them to do through the local ministry of the church. It's happened at this church and other churches I've been a part of. Sometimes I just think, we just need to wait. And then people, inevitably, they just, they'll leave the church because the pastor didn't act soon enough or whatever, the leader, whatever. What if we just needed to wait? It's hard for some of us to hear, but it's what I've seen in our lives Even for myself, I ask sometimes, why, Lord, why why are you waiting? Why are you taking so long for this or that to happen? Why aren't you coming through with this or that situation? Well, church, there's beauty in waiting. What more does the Lord want to teach me, to unveil to me, Are you waiting to hear what the Lord is calling you to do through the power of the Holy Spirit who has filled you or are you too busy telling God this is what I want to do without listening, without waiting for his still small voice to speak? These disciples did not possess the financial and technical resources that we have today and would take for granted and disregard in our lives. You know, These disciples, they, what was their mode of transportation? Their feet, right? They walked. Yeah, they were camels, horses, but they, they seemed to walk. There was boats, but they seemed to walk. Yeah, no computers, no iPhones. These disciples did not possess the financial and technical resources that we have today. And we take for, for granted and disregard in our lives We're streaming on YouTube right now. There's a few people on YouTube. Hey, everybody. The truth is the whole world could see us right now. Just click a link here and there. Bada boom, bada bang. If I say something ridiculous, maybe we'll get taken down and then we'll get famous. I don't know. I won't do it. (laughs) No, no. The kids say to me, hey, Pastor G, I was watching your YouTube channel. Our kids, right? And I'm like, it's not my YouTube channel. It's the church's. What? You're on there. (laughs) Yes, I am. Are you waiting to hear what the Lord is calling you to do through the power of Holy Spirit who has filled you? Or are you too busy telling God, this is what I want to do without listening, without waiting for his still small voice to speak? These disciples that we read about in the text in Luke 24, these disciples did not possess the financial technical resources that we have. Yet in the midst of this day, for them they got the job done their challenge was to go tell the world that was their challenge amazing they did it and what does that tell us well one thing it tells me is that there's nothing that our God can't do he don't need planes trains or automobiles to spread his word He doesn't need a piece of technology or anything like that. He simply needs willing people that will believe in faith for God to do impossible things. So our first thought today is Jesus commissions. Our second thought today is this. Jesus opens our minds. Today we must pray that as we are filled with Holy Spirit, as we are filled again with Holy Spirit, the spirit of the Lord would not only ignite but open our understanding to the scriptures one commentator wrote this the believers were not being sent into the world to share their own personal experiences but to share the truths of the word of God we today cannot touch and feel the Lord Jesus nor is it necessary that we do so but we can rest our faith on the word of God church let me tell you Our world does not need our stories. It needs to hear about Jesus. We don't need to share our own personal experiences. We just need to share the truth of God's Word. Some of you know this, but there's a burning desire on my heart, and it simply is that our world needs Jesus. I'm done with counterfeits, it doesn't work. There's no savior in an athlete, a movie star, some other famous person, some influencer on social media. Our world needs Jesus. Church, we cannot ever forget that truth or mistake it in any way. There are some things going on in our world today that make me wonder. Some would say I'm old-fashioned and blah, 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 blah. The truth is there's even something rather simple like today, Mother's Day that in some corners of our Western world has been turned into something it shouldn't be. It's ridiculous. A lot of you may not be aware, but my wife, Arlene, spends most of her time these days working with people whose sole purpose is rescuing women out of sex trafficking. She doesn't work with a company that works overseas. They're not in a third world country They're right here in our own country. I think, how could we have such disregard for human life that we would treat women this way in our own country? Church, our world needs Jesus. Arlene was telling uh, me about this some educational opportunities that are given to educate young people in our own country about the perils of sex trafficking and the danger signs to look out for. Some would uh, say that's needed and it's a wise thing to do to educate our young people. I get that. But it also grieves me that this is what we've come to educating our young women, potential mothers of tomorrow of the risks they face just because they are women in Canada think about that take me off YouTube now I don't care our world needs Jesus it does when are we going to acknowledge that it's just broken it's not right what's happening our world needs Jesus so pastor what do we do Well, I started today by saying that we need to be filled with the power of the Spirit so that we can face the challenges of our day. Well, this is one of them. We must not just share our personal stories and even our personal stories about Jesus, but we must share about Jesus with power. Well, Pastor, what what do you mean by power? Do you mean like muscles and and, and, and arguments and all this kind of stuff, picketing, no. I mean that when we speak, that the word of the Lord would just land differently on people because of our proximity, our closeness to the spirit of God. You don't have to raise your fist. You don't have to do anything physical. Sometimes you don't even need to speak. But we must share about the Lord Jesus with power as we bear witness. As we bear witness. 1 John 1, verse 1 through 5 says, That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life, The life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testified to it, and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. That God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. That's the words of the apostles to us. That God is light, and there is no darkness within him. Today, I feel we are called to ask for a filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Also, I feel we are called to lay our burdens at this altar And ask the Lord Jesus to fill us with his light and leave the darkness of our world behind us here today. So in just a moment, I'm going to pray. And I invite you in Little Kern, I invite you to kneel or come to the front of the room. In this space, in this room here, I ask that you would come forward. And if you feel led... But today I feel we are called to ask for a filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It's not by might, it's nor by power, but by His Spirit. That's what will accomplish what God is calling us to do. We will get tired. We will give up without God's Spirit at work in our lives. We'll feel defeated. But where God is, He is light and the darkness has not overcome it and cannot ever overcome Him. In my devotions today, this uh, politician was asked a question. Why do you believe in God? And he said, well, because I've been to a place where there's genocide. And I've seen the enemy at work. And with that much darkness, there can only be light. Come on. Stop being swayed by the emotions and opinions of the world around us. But that we would look to the word of God and say, what do you say, Lord Jesus, today? What do you say to my situation, my working situation, my friendship situation, my neighbor situation? What do you say to that God? And he would give us the words and the spirit in which to deliver the message. What do I say to my kids who are lost and are far from God? Well, what do we say? We say, Holy Spirit, would you come and fill me and give me words of encouragement and life and light and not death or anger or hatred towards them so that I can be filled with the Spirit and as I speak the heart of God would fall upon them once again so we're going to pray today I invite you to come as I'm praying you will not offend me so please come and we're going to leave the darkness here behind us today whatever that means to you today I do not know your situation I don't know what you're facing but come and leave it at the altar of God will go up as a fragrance an offering to him so we pray today holy spirit would you come again fill us with power so we can be witnesses to the world around us i pray for a greater anointing so that in every interaction we have with those around us people would sense the tangible presence of the lord jesus and his spirit it's not by might it's not by power it's by his spirit That's what you've told us, O Lord. So Holy Spirit, come. Shake the foundations of our local church. We don't want to be the same. We don't want to do the same things. We don't want to see the same results. Our heartbeat is that your glory would fall across this region. The evil that is at our doorstep, that it would be removed in Jesus' name. Sin has no power over this people. Fear has no power over this people. Hate, anger, jealousy, envy, strife has no power over this people, we pray. Holy Spirit, rain down in this place today. And just like last week, oh Lord, we pray for the other churches. We pray for Grace a Bible on the island in Little Current. We pray for the other churches in Little Current, the United Anglican churches, the Catholic Churches in Little Current, Lord, we pray for the other local churches right here in Espanola. We pray for the Lighthouse and Calvary Baptist, Lord, and St. George's and uh, the United Church as well, Lord. We pray for the St. Jews, the Catholic Church, God. I pray that your spirit would fall even as they've been gathering this morning, that your spirit would fall once again in our churches, Lord. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's by your spirit, oh Lord. It's not by the strength of our words or the the the, the fanciness of our arguments or the people we know or the people we see, the people we interact. No, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by your spirit, oh Lord. So God, would you fall in our region once again? And for, for God, for those that have never experienced your filling, have really never experienced your presence, God, I pray that you would fall in this place today. Fall on us, we pray, oh God. Holy Spirit, come. We need a fresh outpouring today, oh Lord. God, would you come? Holy Spirit, would you come today? Fall on us again. In a moment, Pastor Chris is just going to lead us on his own. And we're going to declare it's the breath of the Holy Spirit in our lungs. And we're going to pour out our praise to Him alone in this place. And we're going to remember it's not by might, it's not by power. It's by the Spirit. It's the Lord of hosts that will deliver us. It's the Lord, the King of kings, the Lord of lords that will come again. So Lord, we hold on to that promise today. It's not by might, It's not just power, it's not by power, it's by your spirit, oh Lord. God, would you come today? Holy Spirit, come today. Church, you know I'm not here for a religious uh, moment, I'm not here for religious service, I'm not here for religious activity, I'm here to meet with the living God. the Holy Spirit is, there is complete freedom. So whatever we're wrestling with, we can be completely released from today. No matter how far we may feel from God, how far our problems, our issues that we feel like you can't talk about in a church setting, you can't tell a pastor, you can't tell a believer. No, no, no. All that's just false. It's misinformation. It's a bad word. It's uh, it's the... It's not the spirit of God. It's a lie from the enemy. We've been told by those around us that we cannot speak what's on our hearts, whatever it may be. The Lord Jesus and his word never said that once. So God, today we stand on your word that says that you will forgive every single one of our sins. You will deliver us from evil and that your kingdom will come in this region and across the earth. We grab a hold of that promise today and put it center into focus. As we're preparing for Pentecost, Lord, we are preparing at Northern Life Church for an awakening. We are believing that you are igniting us today. Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. That's what the Lord of hosts says. So today we continue in faith and believing as we surrender, as we seek forgiveness as we believe in your redemption, that you've come to forgive every single one of our sins. Oh God, today, remind us of these truths. Pastor Chris.